Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. It is a pleasure as always to be joining you wherever you are, in the traffic, in the gym, on your walk, at playing golf on the practice fairway. doesn't matter because uh, as long as you're listening, that's the thing that matters the most to myself and the good man. Yes, he's back again. Here he is. That can only mean one person's joining me. Of course, it's uh, the good man, Rocket. Rocket, how are you this uh, fine, late in the week evening? Um, you well? I'm very good, thank you, Roscoe. And I've been smashing the Def Leppard Hysteria album in the live the last week and a half. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Most significant thing about Def Leppard, uh, is listeners, if you don't know, the, the Rocket's theme tune is uh, Def Leppard, uh, Rocket. Uh, if you were born in this uh, latter part of the century, you might not have heard that or know how that, but if you're as old as me, you definitely know that and you probably danced to the blue light disco. Or in Cessnot, we used to walk around the outside in the circle. We didn't dance. It was uncool to dance at Cessnot, but we walked around the outside of the circle like pure Muppets. Um, what's significant about Def Leppard? Just an amazing rock band. And that album was his... Every song is like worthy of a single. I think the 12 songs on that album uh, took a very, 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 very long time to record. And I think seven of them were charting singles as unbelievable. And we'll call it, this is a, this is a side rabbit hole. Uh, anyone go to YouTube, look up Def Leppard classic albums, Hysteria, and they do a dive into the whole journey of making the album. It is an hour of gripping, ripping television. Is it true the drummer from Def Leppard only had one arm? Yes, he does. Amazing. Amazing. He, Amazing. he lost it during the recording. Think about that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I have to watch the classic albums. It explains the whole thing. It's amazing. There you go. It's a pre-rabbit rabbit hole, but uh, it's worthy of hearing this again. Okay, all jokes aside, uh, Rocket, uh, it's a very serious podcast here at the Roscoe and Rocket episodes that we churn out on a weekly basis. Or, well, it's weekly at the moment, and it's good Good while we are in that weekly cadence. I'm enjoying it, and I hope that you are too. A bit of housekeeping, uh, Rocket, and our listeners, obviously, uh, it's a podcast, so you won't be able to see this, but I'm going to show you, Rocket, this is the big reveal. The big reveal, I'm going to move the microphone to the side and go silent for a bit. Have a look at that. Whoa, how good is that? Now, uh, everyone, you may have seen the stickers that we produced. Uh, well, <laughs> it's just gone to the next level. The T-shirt, I've got merch. A t- you're gonna, you're gonna be the merch czar. I don't know about that, but I, I did, um, I did have a play around with the uh, Lynx Life Creative logo and whack it on the front of a T-shirt, little grey mile T-shirt with the Lynx Life uh, pennant, M-Log podcast uh, T-shirt. There, we might have to do something with those. We might have to get a couple printed and do something. Um, I've got one for you, by the way, Rocket. So next time you, you we're talking, you, you can, we can wear our same T-shirts. How does that grab you? Maybe we, or you know, we could really stretch ourselves and we could sponsor the tees for um, the Peninsula pennant team maybe next year. <laughs> that might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> They're very proper down there at PK, but we might be able to provide some T-shirts for the next... Uh, no, but the tees. The tees. The tees, golf tees. Oh, okay. T-shirts. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant tees. Um, no, 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 so, no. no. I'd, I'd rather put put some tea merch and uh, towards um, Matty Mollica's uh, rollback event. To be honest, I cannot wait. PK, I'm going to def- Luke and I are going to defend like champions. PK have got enough uh, enough sponsors to get their own merchandise. So <laughs> Matty Mollica has been, a, you know, I'm, I'm on I'm on the I'm on his uh, travel case next to the no laying up sticker. Oh, so I know. Jeez. Yeah, 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> that, uh, enough of that. Uh, that's uh, that's what you call the intro. Um, a bit of mindless dribble. Uh, thanks for listening. If you still are tuning in, haven't tuned off. Uh, we've co- of course we've got the Roscoe and Rocket uh, segments. Um, I finally got it right again. It's number one is the radar. What's on Rocket's radar? Uh, number two is uh, the review. Review, review, whatever you want to call it. It's mm-hmm. uh, just having a look at the week that was. Uh, three is what Rocket likes to refer to as roll on. So that's what we talk about, what we're going into for the rest of the week. And four, you know, we've just given you a bit of a taste of it, but the rabbit hole uh, where Rocket gives us, us something not related to golf uh, that's caught his fancy somewhere along the journey of his you know, tender years of 30-somethings, and um, we fill you in with a bit of that. Some people seem to have liked it because you keep getting more comments about, oh, I didn't know that, and I learned something new on the on the rabbit hole. So anyway, Rocket, what is on the radar? There's been a fair bit going on in the world of golf, uh, a couple of great tournaments and um, a few things of, of note, and something stuck out to you, and what was that? The legend returns, Annika Sorenstam. The unrecognised goat of golf. That is a very, 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 very valid point. Uh, I share, now we haven't really planned or prepared for this because there's not a lot of planning and preparing that goes into these segments. They just come (laughs) out as what's on the mind. But I would tend to agree with you, and I don't always agree with you, Rocket, that Annika Sorensen, she is a legend of the game, a legend of the, the ladies' game. She put that game on the map for the girls, made a lot of girls come to the game. But anyway, I'm starting to talk where you should be talking. You can continue. <laughs> Played her first professional event in, I don't know, 10 years. She's 50. She made the cut. But that's, that, that, that's, everyone goes on about that. But I think what gets forgotten is how good she was. Can I, can I fire off a few little statistics? Give us a full dossier on uh, Annika Sorenstam. I think she played something like 300 events on the LPGA Tour. She finished in the top 10 209 times. 68% of the time, she was in the top 10. 46% of the time, she was in the top three. And out of that, 72 wins, 46 runners-up, and 24 thirds. Eight times player of the year. Do you know how many uh, majors she went? She won? Oh, no, I didn't even look at the stat on majors. I think it's something like 14. No, 10. Ten. She won the. Oh, there we go. Ten. She won the ANA Inspiration uh, three times. She won the Women's PGA Championship three times. She won the US Women's Open three times, and the women. Those were back to backs too. Uh, yep, and the Women's British Open. So she's uh, Annika has had three stints in uh, what we love to refer to as Poppy's Pond, the uh, the pool. Uh, she probably even jumped at it back when it was a puddle, not a pool. So, so her 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 reign we'll call on the tour Reign of Terror was ninety five through to about. 2007 uh and think about that's also the same time that kari webb was also tearing it up so you think about kari webb's play and she has to she won during the reign of annika so again we talk about kari webb as a as as probably one of the greatest not just women's but female golfers australia's ever produced and she won all of those events during Annika. And there was a, like a two or three year period where basically those two were going at it. And I think we probably undersell what Ari, I know divert, I talked about Annika, but I think maybe Ari's achievements should be potentially elevated based on the level of competition and who she had to beat. Mm. Cause you also had Sari Puck late nineties, early two thousands. That's like, 
it was dominated by like five or six women and Kari was at the top of her game against those women. Now, I think we forget. And I guess a lot of it is about coverage and things like that. It's uh, who, who were the other dominant uh, female players back in, in that vintage? Sabri Park, you mentioned one, Annika, Kari. You still had Laura Davies yep. at, at the top of her game. Even um, even Julie Inkstar was still at the top of her game then. She, you know, I think she was she was dominant through the 80s, went and had children, disappeared for like five or six years, came back and would still, still I think she still won three majors after she had kids. Oh, crazy. Like, and that's the thing we forget about that uh, um, women, and I remember, I don't know if it was last year, it might've been the year before when I talk about it was Stacey Lewis is about to playing a last event before she's, you know, about to have her first child. But the thing is though, that she loses all of her status and points and stuff like that. You know, again, women get it worse than men. Like there's things that need to change on the tour because they actually want to start a family. That's they're the ones that actually have to do all the sacrificing and hard work. All right. So then you think about being a professional golfer, reps and all that sort of stuff. You, you basically your status, just you lose it. Mm-hmm. Well, another so, great, another great female golfer. And around that era, it was probably at the latter stages of that time, but uh, she certainly popped up into my um, sort of memory banks and she was a great golfer um, and still is a great golfer. I'm not sure what her status is uh, in terms of golf, but uh, Lorena Ochoa. Oh, yeah, she's another one. She she was dominant and then she just went, I'm done, I'm going to start a family, and she just was never to be seen again. Mm. Well, she's on Instagram doing fitness videos and stuff like that, but you know, she made her money, made her mark, and went, I'm out. Mm. Do you, any, you know, what's your insights into why Annika – chose to um, play in the, the Gainsborough uh, Gainsbury, uh, event. No idea. No idea? No idea. I think it was uh, – because that, that's normally played somewhere else. So I think women are playing all in Florida for obviously reasons with all the stuff with coronavirus happening over there, almost like its own little bubble. So it might have been one of those things because it's in the backyard at Lake Nona. She's probably gone, hmm, well, what else am I going to do on the weekend? Oh, let's go play some golf. It was great to see, and she obviously made the cut. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember how many she made the cut by, but you know, she she didn't fire that well over the weekend. I think her final round was like 79 or something like that. But just to see the 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 uh, vision of the outpouring of emotion when she finally finished wearing Tiger Woods red, uh, the same as many of the the players did over the weekend on the Sunday. Uh, just the outpouring of emotion at that achievement of just returning to professional ranks and competing as we said at the start it was great to see she is a she is as good as they've produced uh, certainly the best female golfer from sweden arguably the best golfer from sweden a great golfing country and uh she's she's a great and it was great to see because she's just we don't know Annika Sorosen, of course not, but uh, she just strikes you as a lovely, lovely person. I think the the R and A or uh, someone's made a very good. Um, there's one of those documentaries uh, that you can see on Foxtel from time to time that tells her story, and it's just uh, it's great to watch. Yeah, she. I think she did an interview with the um, No Laying Up guys, mm-hmm. so that's really good. Uh, I suggest everyone go listen to that one. It's really good. Maybe one day we can get someone like Annika Sorensen on the uh, My Love of Golf, uh, Roscoe and Rocket editions. Yeah, sure. You You can step up to that challenge, uh, Rocket. Yeah, (laughs) there you go, listeners. I'm throwing Rocket the challenge to bring some bring some big names in, and uh, he's he's going to have to uh, go and deliver now. Uh, 
Very good. Well, that was a great radar, Rocket. Anything else on the radar that you need to uh, cover off? No? No. Nah. So we move on to Rocket's review. Boom. <laughs> Still, We're, work, uh, still working on the WGC Mexico Championship in Florida. Yes, well, it was the uh, WGC. It's uh, finished, it seems like, a while ago now, and we're moving already on to, to, to next week. But uh, WGC, you're pretty happy. You were pretty happy with your uh, tipping form once again, weren't you? I did all right, uh, and I didn't I didn't pick my man, and I haven't picked him for a while because he went to that weird claw grip. But right now he's proved me wrong. You know, my man... <laughs> Everyone knows my man loves the Col. He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. Is it worthy of a Colin chant? Colin. <laughs> uh, just for the benefit of people listening that aren't Victorians or follow uh, AFL, there is a famous Aussie rules football team in Australia called Collingwood and they're notorious uh, when it gets to the final stage of the game where they've got it wrapped up, their whole supporter base so sing, annoying. sings out Colin. Col- Collingwood. I'm not even going to do it because I'm not going to give it any airtime, but uh, I'm not a Collingwood fan. If you are, thanks for listening. Um, I hope we can save you, save you from listening. We're not really bagging your team, but that's where Rockets chants from. Uh, once again, just mindless information from me. <laughs> so, you know, that's his fourth win in 40 events since he turned pro. Uh, he's building up a fair rack of stats that, you know, talking about goats. Um, PGA, yep. WGC. Um, he's obviously won the workday. I'm trying to remember what his first one was. Oh, it was the Barracuda. So for his age, wait for age, he's, he's uh, 24. He's going okay. 24. His stocks are trending in the right direction, you would say. He And, you know, you listen to him post-match and his interview and how he talked about Tiger and how he looked down the camera and he said, I don't think we say thank you enough. And he turned to the camera and he said, thank you. What did yeah. you, what did you uh, think when you saw... You know, the group of players all turning up in, in Sunday Red. How did that resonate with you? It's a nice gesture. Yeah. yeah oh, and the thing is that if someone wants to do that, that's fine. You know, obviously there was poor, poor Max. Homer got absolutely smashed because he didn't have a red shirt. And he was open about it on Twitter. That's that's the thing. He makes himself open and vulnerable. And some of the social media Twitter trolls are complete flogs. And, you know, no one loves Tiger as much as Max. You know, you have to go back and look at the genesis, right? So some people just get a little bit precious about certain things and, you know, some players like to celebrate Tiger in in different ways. You know, it was rather ironic that um, Adidas was sending down their shirt for uh, for Colin and um, got stuck in Memphis, which means it's stuck in FedEx. Land, <laughs> we wouldn't have happened if it was UPS. No, just ask Louis Oosthuizen. Everything turns up for Louis. In, in, exactly, inclu- mattress turns up all the time, including all the, the time. The inner spring double coil, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I was thinking about that actually, and I'm glad you sort of raised it. Like I looked at the picture that uh, you saw all over social media, and I sort of looked at the faces who turned up in in red, and and even even Phil uh, had some red under the black. I was wondering, do they turn up to you know in the travelling party? Does someone from Nike run out and say, "Look, guys, here's you know, any, any of you guys want to wear a red shirt? I've got I've got them all in all the sizes." Do they just all happen to carry a red shirt just in case? No, so so there's a lot of them that that rocked up there because if they've played gone from one tournament to another, sometimes they're not prepared to yeah. have whatever it is. So, and there was a bit of a there was a bit of a push for it before the event. Um, 
So it, it would have been quite easy for them to just call up whoever their um, brands are that they wear and go, do you have a red shirt? Stipping one down. Mm. Well, it was nice to see. And uh, Annika wore the uh, red shirt as well. Yeah, so good. So Colin, it was it was pretty. It was a pretty solid win. It was. It was. You think about he shot eighteen under on that course, and you think about the the distance between him and last place. Even you know he was. You know, we're looking at you know the mullet and Fitz Magic finished tied for eleventh at ten under, and he was eight shots ahead of them. Mm. Like, finished three three ahead of um, Victor. Uh, Victor and um, Billy and my man Brooksy, who had a very bad final round. Um, well, so close to another back. To, I've done back to back bets. Damn it. Um, so he was just dominant. His irons are just. That's the thing, right? He's so that course. What I could watch of it because of the golf TV rubbish. So, you know, I was able to, you can watch the free account on golf TV and see the feature groups. So it's a really tough course. And the one thing, again, it just proved about firm, fast, good iron player. And he is amazing with his irons. And he, not only does he hit it within 10, 15, 20 feet, he seems to hit it in the right spots on the green to make it so he's got an actual easy putt as well. It's not just 20 foot from the flag and I've got a double breaker or I've got a big, you know, difficult putt. It's like he bits it into some flat spots, gives himself the best chance. So if you think about that, um, he just needs to putt okay because he's Peter Green. He's, I'd say, bit, you know, I've said it before, he's best on tour. Peter Green is best on tour. He just needs to have the just when he's on, just to ride it out with the putter. And you think about if you're playing against him and he's just flagging it all day and has 15, 20 footers for birdies for like 18 holes, like how hard would that be to just like it'd be it'd be frustrating. Like he would wear people down. It sounds almost boring, but the thing is though it's beautiful to watch. If you were playing pennant, you'd get to about the sixth hole before you'd start to have a little self-implosion, I reckon, if that was Actually, do you know what? I'm looking forward to – he'll make the Ryder Cup team. He's going to be quite special to watch in the Ryder Cup. Well, it sort of leads me to the next question. We'll come back and talk about, you know, the rest of the uh, the field. There was a few notables. Uh, uh, Well, we may as well just finish it off now before we go to – you know, some of these young guns and you know, talking about Ryder Cup and start to run into that. When is the Ryder Cup this year? September, I think. Yeah, so, you know, that's going to become a bit more of a... At Whistling of, Straits, which is long course, quite hard, need to be a good iron player. Mm. Um, anything else stand out there in the uh, no-cut field? You know, Webb Web Simpson, T6, he's just... You know, he's a machine. Not enough dog legs, too, the rough's too short and the green's too big for him, but he still manages... Mullet. Yeah, the mullet, uh, Cam Smith up there at T11. Fitz, Fitz Magic. What do you call him? Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic, yeah. Mat- Matthew Fitzpatrick. Fitz Magic. <laughs> Anyone who follows NFL will know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, clearly, I'm not an NFL follower uh, to the tune that you are. Jason Kokrak, uh, he, he's solid. Like, he just turns up and he's solid. Uh, he, he doesn't do too much wrong a lot of the time. He just keeps. I find out Rory's P6 and he's like, it's not even talked about. Yep. 
Exactly. Billy Horshaw, that's not bad from Billy. Um, the Mattress King, Tide Six. It's a good mix of some of the older guys and some of the younger guys. And, and, I, and I guess. But if you, look at, if you look at that field, there's a lot of them. They're good balls. The, the people who are up there are, are, most of them are all really good ball strikers. Mm. Now, we wrote off uh, my man A. Banser. He said, form's not going to find him. Now, he was going pretty well up until the last day. He, he did yeah. f- feature in. Um, and really. You know, I can only give myself um, props for my one and only tip that uh, Robbie McIntyre would finish leading Scotsman. I was 100% correct. Yeah, well, so I had obviously Brooks who came second. Uh, then we had the top Aussie in terms of the mullet. So finishing T11. Not bad when he had that. He was leading at the halfway mark and that, no. I remember which round he just absolutely imploded shots. No, it was the third round. He shot like 77 and he shoots like 65, 66 on the last day and still finishing the top 10. Now, that course was ejecting a lot of people hard, <laughs> hard. A couple of the other Aussies saw some airtime. I saw uh, Wade Ormsby, who was shared the lead in day one. He was up there mm. for a while at uh, T, um, minus four or five, but – he uh, had a couple of little holes there where the cameras were on him and got some coverage there. And it was quite funny listening to those American commentators, you know, Wade Ormsby, not a name that you've heard of on this side of the world, but W. Ormsby. Do you know what the next, you know, the one blessing about not getting so much of the golf TV stuff, not having to listen to, listen to Paul Azinger, bad him. I feel like I've got a concussion or he has a concussion and I also have a concussion because that's what it sounds like. Like it's just garbage, just gobbledygook. Mm. It drives me mental. Yeah, you're not a fan. You've made that uh, point uh, numerous times before. You're not a fan of uh, the Zingers commentary and uh, I, I guess you can see why when you... Gives donuts. Yeah. It's but, like, oh, he's got a really tough shot there and then leaves it at that. Doesn't even add just, anything. Just leaves you hanging on that clanger. Well, when he hits a shot and it's like doesn't come off, it's like, well, why do you ex- explain why it didn't? You're called an analyst, mate. Give us some analysis. Don't tell me what I can already see on TV, you peanut. Uh, yeah. And Minwoo Min saw a little bit of airtime. He did a few uh, nice little things. Didn't play too bad. Finished at minus five, T28. It's not a bad result. Would have been a nice check. Yeah. It's good for the young fella. Another one of my playing partners, uh, just a name dropper in there again. But um, I'm sure I'm sure you'll see Minwoo pop up in a podcast, uh, Australian podcast, somewhere along the lines in the in the coming events because uh, we've talked about him here, and he'll pop up on someone else's podcast. But Minwoo, uh, all the best to you. Um, so Wade, yeah, good good luck to you, Wade. Um, and Scotty was down there, and Herbie disappointing. I don't know, I'm not sure what happened with Herbie. I haven't spoken to Jamie, but. Uh, I think that's his, that's his first event for a while. Yep, for a while. Well, course is tough, right? And if yep. you're not if you're not driving it, if you're not if you're not sharp on your irons. Mm. So, young bucks, you wanted to talk about the uh, the young bucks, and we talked about the rider. Look at him and the lead. Colin, into- Victor, Scotty Scheffler, killing us. It just it seems like at least one or two of them every week are just there. Imagine they are there. Like imagine the Ryder Cup, what it's potentially shaping up. If those guys keep that form line up and Victor, they just, Ho- Victor Hovland versus Colin Morikawa, imagine that. It's gonna be awesome. The the, the yeah. European team's gonna be very, very hard to pick oh my there God. because you know you've still got those 
you know, the statesman of the European golf performing yeah. so well. Uh, and then you've got the young guys coming through. And then yeah. in America, you've got all these young guys just going. It's well, well, the interesting thing with the American team, it's going to be completely different to any other year because all those ones that usually would be the captain's picks that usually are the ones that kind of drag the team down a little bit sometimes, mm-hmm. they, they are not, yeah. they will not be there. So no Phil. No Phil. No three drops. You know. And and the like. It's and they've changed it. The US team have changed it. So only six automatically qualify now. And the captains have six picks, which I'm not a massive fan of. Yeah. I remember when it used to be ten and two. Mm. And then they moved it to like eight and four. Six and six. And you know, I'm not a fan of, you know. Hard enough to get in these things. They should at least, at least the top eight players should should get in. Maybe they change the six because then, you know, imagine if Patrick was seventh or eighth. You think uh, he never? Maybe, maybe they change it to six, thinking all right. And so we're going to have DJ Brooks. <laughs> okay, now. Patrick's probably going to come in at about seven or eight. So if we've got six, that means we can probably ignore him. Mate, they're still picking. They'd still pick him. Like that's the thing. Like if he's eighth, tenth. Again, again, Webb would do. Webb, Webb will be the guy that will do the babysitting. Mate, they will still pick him because, in many eyes, you know, he's done nothing wrong. But anyway, we'll, let's not make it the Patrick Reed event again. Um. Yeah, so the young guy, it's going to be awesome and we'll follow that because the Ryder Cup is many people's favourite event of uh, every Maybe 18 Fitzpatrick months. Maybe Fitzpatrick should make the, make the um, Ryder Cup team as well. Silent Assassin, does he get the moniker already of Silent Assassin? You know, is he, is He's number 16 in the world. Yeah, I know, I know. But it, it doesn't, you know, he's the... He's but he's like, like this. He's just quiet. He just goes and does his thing. Yeah, I love him. I love Matty Fitzpatrick. I, I listened to him on uh, one of the podcasts and does does a great interview. He talks about his, his um, new sort of reinvigorated mental uh, coaching approach. Uh, no, I, I love Matty Fitzpatrick. Doesn't you know? He's, I love anyone who just goes about their job and gets it done. Love it. Um, okay. Anything else on the young guns, Rocket? No. Nah. Who are you, who's your favourite young guns at the moment, Colin? Who else? Who, 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 who's going to win next from that batch is maybe what I should have asked. Well, that's a nice segue into the Arnold Palmer invitation. The APINV, the APINV at, uh, where do we play that at? Bay Hill? Bay Hill. Hmm. Bay Hill. What do you like it's about okay. Bay it's Hill? okay. No, not a lot. Oh, okay. Why not? I don't know. It's a bit... No, okay. Delivered me a lot of heartache that place. Uh, why has it delivered you a lot of heartache, Rocket? Bloody Robert Gomez, nineteen ninety, <laughs> holding the seven iron from the fairway to beat the shark. Yeah, if you remember that, you are you are as old as Rocket and I. And then four weeks later, David Frost holds a bunker shot at the Zurich Classic to beat the shark again. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Can, can people hold more shots to beat the shark ever? Well, you were talking about one of your most least, your most least, uh, your least favourite earlier on there before in uh, Azinger. 
Oh, the playoff in 93. Oh, God. Okay, so we talk about the Young Guns and we talk about the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which is at Bay Hill this weekend. So by all reports, the weather has been very dry in uh, Florida. Going to play firm. There'll be a bit of wind. There might be a bit of rain. Who knows? Well, they're, they're p- tipping firm and fast, um, which is great. I can't wait to see it back on the TV and, and see if that is the case and it's not a bomb and gouge fest. Um, so what are we? Th- what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I'm going with Fitzmagic. Oh. Because? One, his form for the last four weeks has been really good. He's, he's Effectively, top 10 WGC. He was in the mix at the Genesis. Um, he was in, he's been in the top 20 and 30 in some of the other tournaments, which really don't suit him. So, wherever it's firm and wherever it's fast, and his history, he's, he's finished top 10, top five, I think, last year, and then top 10 the year before at Bay Hill. Mm-hmm. He's ready, he's due. It's magic. Interesting field. It's, it's it's a quality field. Mm-hmm. It's lacking a little bit of talent at the top There's end. There's a lot of former champions in there, yeah. except Rod Pampling. They've given Robert Gomez a, a start. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> he barely does, he barely plays. And at least Pamps is playing on the like, seniors tour and he doesn't even get an invite. Yeah. And you've got bad Robert Gomez. It is bad for him. Freaking Gomez. Are you kidding me? Pamps is actually playing pretty well too, by the way. Um, the, pur- the purse. The purse is there. I can? Yeah. Oh, good. Actually, he's going to play all right there. Roman Fast probably suit him. Is that where he played? No, it was the um, It was the other young fellow from Newcastle. Uh, hairstyle like mine. Was on the PGA Tour on again, off again, on again, off again. Jeepers weepers. Um, he was married to uh, married to my uh, tech drawing teacher's daughter. Fell off in Newcastle. I'm sure he played. He was up there in the lead at one stage. Yeah, no, it'll come back to me. Um, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> he's, n- he's now running a great golf facility at Toronto. Oh, Jeepers, I can't believe I've gone mental blank on one of my fellow Hunter Valians. Um, married to my former tech drawing teacher's daughter. <laughs> Loves his soccer, Liverpool fan. Um, anyway, uh, I digress again. Yeah, so I reckon. Yeah, if it's magic, and I've got, I've got, um, I got him. I reckon, I've, I've got some, some spondulus on him. And then from an Aussie perspective, I reckon he'll top ten former winner here, Mister Leishman, mm-hmm. and uh, and an outsider. Luke List. Luke List? Yeah. Interesting. Why do you say – He didn't uh, play last year. I think that was because he was isolating because of all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his previous four years, he's finished inside the top 15 every year. Okay. So he's representing solid value, I think, for a top 10. It's one of those things where players – you see that – it's like the course kind of fits them or they feel good about it. I'm like, yeah, it's worth a risk. And then just for giggles, um, I've slapped some money on Bryce and to miss the cut. <laughs> so you've actually invested in Luke List for that uh, top 10? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. Uh, I still have we have still haven't sent I still haven't put the uh, money in the kitty for um any of my silly bets, but don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Um I can we we've got uh, the three Scotsmen, we've got the the Laird, we've got Rusty and we've got the uh, Urban Express. So I guess I'm probably going to have to put. Uh, you really get hamstrung, handcuffed with the Scots. Maybe we could expand it to at least Europeans or something like that. <laughs> no, I had some feedback today. You're living uh, and dying by the sword, aren't you? I had some, you know, the, the occasional bit of feedback that we do get. I had some feedback today, and I, and Thomas said, "Oh, I love listening to Roscoe and Rocket." I said, "Really? You sh- are you sure? Do you want to?" No, 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 no. Anyway, the, you know, the particular person gave me the download on, on why, and I thought, fair enough, okay. That's one person out there that listens, thank you. He said, oh, I love I loved the little thing about the, the, the Scottish guys, you know, like that's great that you give them support. And I thought, well, okay, I'll keep it going. So um, we've got three. We've got Martin Laird, Rusty Knox, and the Oban Express. I'm going to tip um, – I am going to tip, tip Martin Laird to finish ahead of the Oban Express – uh, and Rusty Knox in, in third in the uh, race for the Scottish uh, supremacy uh, on these events. Great to see uh, see them represented. So um, there you go. Rusty Knox, Oban Express, and um, the, there other you go. Fe- the other fella. No, Martin Laird, sorry. Martin Laird, yeah. Oban Express, and Rusty Knox third. Yeah. I can tell you're excited by that. Thanks very much for your support. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> We should have said uh, congratulations to Gabby Ruffles too on her oh, yes. first appearance on the Women's LPGA Tour. Very, very respectable and commendable. Uh, B36 to under. Yep. Cash the check. About winning the war, not the battle. And straight back out there with uh, yours, friend and mine of the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast, Jamie Glazier, out there at Iworth and just uh, keeps on training with the man. It's great. Oh, isn't he he doing it hard? He's working very hard, is that, Jamie? He's definitely making the most of his relaxation time. I'll tell you what, I'm getting sick of seeing those beautiful photos by the pool in at Iworth there. My goodness. Not a lot of him playing, so I don't... I think it is all work. It's genuine work, and uh, I don't think there's anything of him playing, so I don't think there's any of that happening. But, uh, Jamie, uh, I know you won't be listening, but good day to you. Uh, also, hopefully um, Jamie um, saw the article of the guy that had three holes in one in the, in the single round this week. Oh, now someone's definitely going to pass it on to him that he's been commented on for a lack of hole-in-one activity. But, uh, Jamie, <laughs> um, no, still no holes in one. <laughs> every day, every week someone... <laughs> And it was it. He can't even get away from it because he made it his, you know, his own joke about having no holes in one. And someone said, "Oh, what's up with someone having a hole in one?" And he was like, "Because I don't have one, mate. I don't have any." Oh, right. There you go. Um. So anyway, um, moving on. Anything else? Oh, we've got um, the event. We've got Braith and Astor's event up in Sydney. The Braith and Astor Invitational, or uh, one of those Australian. Pay, um, Players events where the, the girls and the guys are playing together. Good luck to our friend Steph Bunky, who is making her third, maybe third or fourth um, uh, event as a on the WLPGA uh, tour in Australia, playing up there. I think she might be playing with. Um, I think she might even be playing with uh, PK's very own Marcus Fraser in round one. So that kicks off. It's up there in Sydney at Bonnie nice. Doon, another OCM uh, recently uh, redone course up there in Sydney. So good luck to all those guys up there at the Braith and Astor Invitational. B36 
big fan of that. I can tell Rocket by, uh, you know, never been there's, really. there's only There's only so much the Rocket Man can consume. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, you know, there's so much stuff in terms of all the NFL pre-draft stuff that I'm, I'm digesting in terms of mock rankings and players and stuff like that. So when that work, family, golf, there's only so much I can do. There was 36 hours in a day. I might be able to squeeze some other stuff in. Well, you are a busy man keeping the cybersecurity of the world uh, at check. So, um, well, what's on the rabbit hole, Rocket, unless there's anything else you want to talk about? Um, are, you looking at a, are you looking at a run sheet? I just I slapped down some notes today. I'm kind of half prepared. Wow. I'm usually more prepared, but I think because I put the structure in, I can kind of wing it a bit more um, as if I don't wing it a lot. <laughs> but I was just checking that I didn't have anything that I've not spoken about. So I try and keep notes through the week of things that just pop up, um, but I don't have anything else um, I, except for, you know, knowing that, you know, we'll get the podcast out. There's a few people I let know of my pending tips to give them a heads up. Okay. Just to look after some of the listeners. Have uh, you been playing any golf? Any Any golf for you? Again, perfect putting mat between calls. How many are you in a row? What are you What are you up to? I'm not worried about the in a row. I'm just just trying to put a good stroke on it. Okay, just trying a good good stroke on it. That's all. Well, Matty Mike has got his. Ed Hodge has got his. Um, someone else uh, got came and got one the other day. Um, they all good love gear. it. They all love it. They all love good it. Good gear. And that's not a sponsored post. It's just we're all using them and. You just got to keep in check one way. When you can't get to the golf course, you got to keep in check, and you just put it into practice in in the home. Uh, Pult, uh, Dave Pulton posted something. Uh, he won the Masters competition where we said pick the winner, and you can get the uh, mile of golf golf balls. Uh, he doesn't have a perfect pr- practice putting mat. He's gone three steps above and put his own putting green in his I know, side I saw side yard. His own tournaments, <laughs> and then, and he was out there rolling some mile of golf rocks. I know. How good is that? He might have to get a My Love of Golf t-shirt when he's rolling the My Love of Golf rocks. Hey, maybe he's doing what I do for TaylorMade, just looking for some, for some shilling for some merch. Um, just on that, if you ever want to know if there are any giveaways to enter, just hit up Dave Pilton because on, Pilts, uh, on Instagram, he has won more giveaways from all around the world oh. than anyone in the history of giveaways. He he has won so much gear, like we're talking bags, drivers. He's it's unbelievable, and he's got quite a reputation because everyone that follows him knows. Oh, he went, he enters everything and wins everything, like golf balls. It's uh, it's unbelievable. And if you believe that uh, you can't win anything on these things, he is living proof that you can. You just got to be in it to win it. Um, once yep. again, more mindless information from me, but uh, that's probably why I'm here. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I just press the buttons, Rocket. Okay, so what's the rabbit hole for this week? It's time for Rocket's Rabbit Hole. <laughs> uh, again, music is kind of my other outlet and thing. Delta Empire. Just look it up. Delta Empire. It's a guy that does covers of songs and he's playing drums to obviously the song track and putting his own spin on some of those songs. Some of them he's playing straight out as it is, um, but there's others where he's adding his own flavour to them and making the, some of the songs that he's covering far better for it. 
and no better example of that is the uh, Taylor Swift Into the Woods cover that he does. It is an amazing drum track, which I've probably watched 20 to 30 times. What's it? Delta Empire. Delta Empire. So it's a guy who wears, a, wears like a mask. He's got a hoodie. He's got his own recording studio and he films it and must do all the editing and stuff and it is fantastic. So he, he punches out probably one, maybe two songs a week. Uh, anyone who's a Depeche Mode fan will love him because he's obviously a big Depeche Mode lover because he does a lot of their cover songs. Yeah. But he does everything from... He's done Taylor, to Taylor Swift. He's done Tears for Fears. He's done Slayer. He's done Pantera. You know, he's left no stone unturned in terms of songs. It's really, really good. Now, really good. While I'm filling for a little bit of space, what was his name again? Delta, Delta Empire. Delta Empire. Now, you mentioned a band there, Depeche Mode. What was uh, yes. Depeche Mode's uh, signature song that you might remember them for? I don't know. Just can't get enough? Remember that one? I'll tell yeah. you, 1987, take me back to Palm Springs and I was at school in Palm Springs and uh, one of the kids from uh, Palm Springs High invited me to go to this concert in LA. He said, hey, man, um, Aussie kid, do you want to come to a concert in, in LA to see a band called Depeche Mode? Uh, never heard of it, mate. Don't want to go. And uh, probably still kick myself ever since. Yeah, I would love to have seen Depeche Mode in LA. Imagine that. Awesome. No, sorry, mate. Got to hit some practice. She'll be be right. Got to hit some practice balls down at Mission Hills on the range. They're free down there, you know. Unbelievable. Can you ever believe it? I'm not missing out on free practice balls down at the range with me host father to go to some band I've never heard of in Los Angeles. Who'd want to do that? Uh, Anyway, um, let's have a little listen to Delta Empire here. We do some weird stuff in our younger days, don't we? We think we know better. Let's uh, let's just see what we got here from uh, the, the. What do we got? Is that, does that sound like Delta Empire to you? I can't hear it. Okay. Anyway, Rocket, as we listen to a bit of Delta Empire to tune us out, I think uh, we've covered everything, filled up 45 minutes of people's time, given them some information that they did Hopefully want. Hopefully we've given them some gold. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll post the, the tips so anyone that's following us, they can see them there. See if I can keep my run going. Uh, and hopefully everyone just has a spectacular week. And it's not long till the Masters. Masters long, around how, the corner. How long away to the Masters? Uh, I think we're um, we're under 40 days. Well, can't believe that it's already back, back around in that time. That, but, uh, you know, it's going to be another one that's most likely going to be without fans. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we will get to see the course in... There'll be no tiger. No tiger, but we'll get to see the course once again and it's all its finery and in the best time of the year to see that course in its best condition. So can't wait. We'll have to think of a special uh, ongoing Masters scene between now and then just to uh, have a bit of a Masters moment or something. We can put that as number five in the, in the weekly rundown. Okay, right. yeah. Well, Rocket, it's great to hear you again. I'm going to turn right. this uh, rabbit, rabbit hole music up. <laughs> we'll see you next time thanks for listening leave us a review share like subscribe whatever you want to tell us let us know see you next week see ya.